0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, I'm Richard Bradbury and welcome to a special four part series here on Tech Talk where we'll be decoding digitalization with Maxis Business. In this second episode of the series, we'll be covering the importance of connectivity in decoding and shaping the future of logistics and manufacturing. In this time of rapid technological advancement, Connectivity plays an even more crucial role in revolutionizing the landscape of logistics and manufacturing. As we navigate the intricate web of global markets and supply chains, the seamless interplay between devices, systems, and data has become indispensable. This connectivity would transform transform the way goods are produced and transported The convergence of the Internet of Things, artificial intelligence and 5G connectivity has unleashed a wave of possibilities where machines can communicate seamlessly, data flows effortlessly and operations are optimised with precision. From predictive maintenance in manufacturing plants to smart warehouses orchestrating inventory management, the impact of connectivity resonates throughout the entire production and distribution spectrum. Today's discussion on connecting the future of logistics and manufacturing will explore the significance of connectivity and key initiatives decoding the future of smart manufacturing and seamless logistics. Speaking with us are Selva Rajasekharan, Head of Enterprise Products, and Kevin Lee, Head of SMB and market uh, Segment from Maxis Business. Welcome, Selva and Kevin. How are you today? Hi, Richard. We're good. Thank you so much. Very good morning and thank you. Thank you for coming in. Now, gentlemen, uh, let's I I guess start with a a fairly broad question. What is the state of digital adoption amongst mid-market businesses and in particular logistics and manufacturing here in Malaysia? Okay, I can start first. I think mid-market is a very important segment
0: for the Malaysian economy Uh, for many years of experience dealing with them. I will say that, um, it has been very encouraging over the last three to four years thanks to the pandemic. It was kind of slow in the beginning, uh, but we started to see the acceleration over the last few years, uh, primarily due to the push from the pandemic effect. Mm, mm. Um, if I'm going to give you a view on where they are, I will say, uh, a mix between the um, mid-stage, where they are starting to accelerate, versus some of them still in the early stage. Why do I say so? Um, see, Malaysian manufacturing, especially the meat market has been an industry for many years, depending on the cheap, low-cost label. Right. That's why we didn't see a lot of need, or they didn't see a lot of need of digitalization, but last few years, um, there was a push from the industry. And that's where we see the acceleration. Also, the second observation was that we start to see that the second generation of mid-market, if the father or the mother was was started and then not pass on the second generation, you start to see higher take-up digitalization because this is the guy that, you know, they graduated from overseas, they understand the global market, they came home, home. they They wanted to do something bigger. While some of the first generation owner the still struggling a little bit in the early stage. Mm. That's why I, I'll
1: say that. Uh, like you say, they, they came home, they, they kind of educate mom and pop and, uh, yeah. and the grandparents and said yes. this is why you need to be doing it right. Silva, anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, if you look at the entire landscape, we've got different kinds of businesses that operate in Malaysia, right?
1: Yeah.
2: When we say, you know, uh, SMB, it sort of cuts across small, medium, and, uh, you know, micro businesses mm-hmm. in some context. So, when we refer to mid-market, we're talking about those businesses that are actually, you know, beginning to start knocking at the larger industries in the country. Yeah. Now, they've been predominantly looking at different aspects of what they are serving and whom they are serving. A couple of things that have changed over time is, uh, you know, of course, the, the global demand that is being fulfilled out of Malaysia as well as the fact that you know e-commerce and adoption of electronic means of ordering and digital means of ordering from consumers have started shaping both of these industries so the need for quality and operational efficiency in manufacturing industries as well as the ability to fulfill b2c requirements or business to consumer requirements when you're talking about you and me ordering from home and yeah. expecting things to get delivered overnight we, we want it right there yeah, right then, then can't right. We? Yeah. so those are new demands that have come in and it's not something that you know traditionally these businesses have set themselves up for right. so while you know in the last few years because of the pandemic as well as the global uh, you know digitalization initiatives there's been rapid adoption but like kevin said there's a long way to go mm. there is a lot of lag in the industry in terms of who needs to adopt the the ones who are sort of driving the thought leadership have done it or in the process of adopting but there's a, still a long way to go mm. and these are pretty important industries for the malaysian economy to really move in this direction cuz more than 23% of you uh, Malaysian economy is actually you know serviced uh, from the manufacturing sector yeah. and uh, if you look at both manufacturing and logistics both are growing at a at a very strong and a healthy rate of upwards of 3 to uh, you know 3.5% uh, 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 every year mm. and come 2027 there is going to be even more uh, you know uh, growth that is expected so while adoption has happened in the mid market there is still uh, a lot to go in terms of the journey to be completed uh, for digitalization in this segment. That
1: growth, I assume as well, is only going to accelerate as well, isn't it?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, some of the industries, especially logistics, will be growing up to or is forecasted to grow up to 7% year on year. That's a massive That's uh, crazy. growth, industry growth. Yeah.
1: yeah right. Okay. Moving on then. What do you think are some of the notable challenges that the industry did face, particularly in, in logistics and manufacturer, prior to this whole push towards digitalization? Um, my
0: observation is that uh, when we are dealing with the mid market, especially the Malaysian the manufacturing, first let's talk about manufacturing. Mm. I think Malaysian uh, economy for many years were winning uh, with the low labor cost. So when we talked to a lot of uh, manufacturing, they didn't see a need for digitalization. But now you can see that the cost is increasing, and especially in Malaysia. I think a lot of manufacturing, we are in the part, we're sort of in the value chain, it means we import certain raw material from overseas that yeah. the cost has gone up, yeah. and uh, the cost of labor has gone up, and everyone's struggling with that. So mid-market or manufacturing, they are not like large corporations. When a large corporation, they're probably having a whole well set up of IT resources or they have IT department per se. But most of the customers we talk about in the main market, uh, they don't really have a lot of know-how. Everyone knows that they need to digitalize, they need to be competitive, they need to do something to curb with the increase of cost, to be efficiency. But where to start, how to start will remain to be a challenge mm-hmm. to a lot of this uh, business. Um versus logistic is very different. Real logistic is a growing business. It's not really competing to the overseas. Yeah. You know, Malaysian is a market where it has growing needs. So I think logistic industry, somehow they are being pushed by the consumer expectation that everyone expects to know where is my good, here and there and where and where it's going tomorrow when it's going to reach me. So mm. I think logistics industry is being pushed to digitalize as fast as possible mm. to cater for their consumer expectations mm. yeah
2: okay, and if you if you really take the points that Kevin mentioned right I mean the challenges have been quite uh, different having real-time data is pretty crucial right I mean it's it's not something that has traditionally been available so that's definitely a challenge in the logistics industry and more and more customer information is now coming into the logistics industry so that actually brings in a new context of cybersecurity and risk of customer data, because now everybody is using uh, you know real time means, and we need to put in our personal information, be it your all credit card, time. yeah, all the time, right? Yeah. And you, as a customer, you and I are thinking, is it safe? Is it yeah. right to be put in? Now that's the consumer constraint or you know concern that's going to be there. Likewise, the industry and the manufacturing and the you know logistics verticals are equally looking at how they need to be sensitive about it, because cybersecurity threats are not something that's happening in another part of the world, it's very real. There's an attack that happens in another part of the world. It doesn't take, you know, a few days or uh, months to get here. If it it can be pretty much near real time. So cybersecurity is one of those elements that definitely is a concern that is there. And talk about manufacturing industry. Uh, For them, the ability to actually look at real-time data processing, managing their supply chain, how do they get to, you know, uh, having a good, clear view of their uh, Uh, demand versus supply, all of those are the challenges uh, that they can really overcome with digitalization. And Mm. these are things that used to be a problem and unknown, uh, you know, uh, challenges to overcome. But today, there are enough operational technology and information technology capabilities that actually allow them to leapfrog the generations of digitalization that Mm. they could have been behind. Mm. I mean,
1: it it was a while ago when you'd have these companies who they knew they had to digitalize and they knew they, knew that they should digitalize but just didn't want to because yeah. of, of Absolutely, fear yeah. was a big yeah. issue, right? And yeah. cybersecurity seems to be one of those big fears.
2: True. And, you know, um, it's not just only the want to. Many of them will want to, but then there are quite a few other challenges that they'll need to overcome, right? Mm. Uh, if you are an established business, you will need to actually look at how am I going to finance it? How am right. I going to fund it? Do I need to scale up? Do I need Is to actually do it? Yeah. Is it going to be a rip and replace or, you know, do I gradually do it? Yeah. I mean, it's no standard formula that everybody can actually replicate, yeah.
0: but they need to go through a journey. Mm-mm. That's also another thing that we, ob- we observe that besides the challenges of the financial, yeah, you to fund the whole digitalization transformation, and also the know-how, is also the internal readiness. Because as I say, uh, we have seen a lot of uh, manufacturing. They know what they want. They need a new warehouse management, ERP. But the challenge is once they adopt those solutions, mm. who to operate the sustainability. So right, right, the right. internal sustainability about developing their resources, training, retraining was also one area that we see there's a gap in the manufacturing mm. industry. Mm. That's where we started to see the law needs in managed services where they are looking for some companies out there, not just providing a solution. But to help them to handhold them throughout this journey, so right. I think that was
1: the one of the key challenges at, uh, that I observed. So we've been speaking very nicely about challenges, you know, particularly in the logistics industry. But how is Max's business then leveraging tech to support and to cater to the evolving needs and challenges of some of these uh, players within the logistics industry?
2: So um, Maxis has definitely been a household uh, name or known in the industry for a while for connectivity and mobility solutions and so on, right? But we realized uh, you know, there was an opportunity with a confluence of technological changes that were happening, whether it is cloud, IoT, and so on, because these are all things that you build on the, on the top of connectivity. Connectivity is essentially something that is fundamental, right? I mean, any form of communication requires, transaction requires some kind of a robust, secure, Reliable connectivity, and that's something that was always there in terms of our DNA. And when we saw, saw that these demands were coming up, we actually made a conscious effort to actually, you know, build capability in that front. How do we actually get the skills, capability, technological know-how to to adopt from various parts of either global experiences or industry experiences? And then we've been investing in those capabilities to get ready for serving this. And it's not just only from an external drive. Maxis itself has gone through some of these, right? I mean, in a way, you could you could argue that, you know, is also is a manufacturing company and a logistics company of sorts. So, we've gone through the challenge of how do we digitalize, it. and we've gone through you know uh, the capabilities of adoption of cloud, the risk of cyber security that we need to consciously overcome, and then there are compliance to regulatory and other demands that are there in terms of industry that we need to. So, mm. we've actually brought the best of those capabilities to make it relevant for our customers in Malaysia.
0: Mm. Yeah, like what Selva say, you know. Uh, how are we relevant? First, I think Maxis has gone through the whole digitalization yeah. journey. I will probably the one of the first large com- uh, company in Malaysia who did that. And in short, I think to move into digitalizations, the end is you have, uh, you're have you moving everything to digital, to cloud. You need to ensure that all your connectivity, access to your cloud application is instant from anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think we have harness a lot of what we have learned internally. Uh, I will give you a couple of examples of what we have done to help some of the business. Um, one of the manufacturing, they are a very large uh, local publishing manufacturing company. They print material for school, for education. So, they have started their journey on digitalization. Of course, their core strength is to build educational materials mm. and productions. So, when they wanted to digitalize... Um, the feeling comes into the, on their mind that how do they ensure that they have a secure and reliable network when you start to move all your operation processes into the yeah, cloud. Yeah. You need to make sure that it's accessible. It's no longer a server sitting yeah. in the office where if it's now not working, you have a technician, you go and do a few tweaks switch, switch it and on, switch on, again. on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So cloud is something <laughs> that they probably don't even understand how to do it. So yeah. when our role comes in, we, we help to provide a reliable and secure network. And then the second thing that we did was uh, we helped them to migrate all the application to the cloud. So, this company, quite well established, has four different office locations throughout nationwide. So, we did a smooth migration uh, to help them to move the application to the cloud. And uh, that is how it delivered efficiencies. Now, whole company, wherever their employee sits in, they can access to the application Mm -hmm. in the cloud seamlessly while... Maxis is taking care of their network to make sure that it's reliable and safe. And robust. And robust, yes. And
2: these don't naturally come, right? Because for a traditional, you know, book or academia publishing company, for them to start thinking, I need to go digital. I need to digitalize my process. I need to now figure out how am I going to digitize the content? How am I going to distribute? And so on. Mm. It's a huge lift and shift, right? Mm. While they are the experts in the field, we are not here to actually tell them how to run their business. They know their field very, Yeah, and yeah. what is the opportunity that they're going after. But where we could actually contribute is about how do we actually bring in the right capability. We went through a big process of assess uh, first and then identify what could be the gaps and how do we even implement it and manage it, right? Because what you want uh, or businesses are looking for is sometimes, you know, sim- simplicity of it to say, I've got a partner whom I'm going to depend upon. I'm going to worry about my core capabilities and I need them to take care of what I need them to take care of. Yeah, so, yeah. That's where, uh, you know, um, we had some of this. And as soon as Kevin said this example, there's another example that came to my mind, right? We've got one of the uh, uh, leading top tier, uh, you know, logistics businesses who came to us with a different kind of uh, a challenge for them. They were actually very clear that they're going to B2C because they were predominantly doing B2B in terms of logistics. And Malaysia is also, a, you know, in a way, uh, what's it called? Transshipping hub for the region. It's becoming more and more popular. And while that was the case, when they were looking at the rising consumer demand, they were looking to go to B2C. And when they started going through the journey, their challenge was, you know, how do I overcome the possible risk of things like cybersecurity threats, ransomware? I don't have the skill sets to manage it, you know, how do I even identify, hire somebody to run it for, uh, you know, for, for my for my business. So we were really, you know, pleased to be able to contribute and help them to actually assess, understand what kind of threats come, and not just put in mechanisms to, you know, manage it on a real-time basis, but also give them a little bit of peace of mind to say, mm. hey, there's somebody who's going to run it 24 by 7, 365 days of the year without them having to build and manage the expertise oh, on the own. Right,
1: okay. Correct, yeah. Okay, right. We have to take a short break here, gentlemen. Uh, I'm speaking with Selva Rajasekaran, the head of enterprise products, and Kevin Lee, head of SMB and mid market segment at, uh, at Maxis Business, on the pivotal role of connectivity and key initiatives decoding the future of smart manufacturing and seamless logistics. Uh, this is the second episode of a four part series when we are uh, decoding digitalization with Maxis Business. We'll be right back here on BFM 89.9, the business station. Bluff Free Medium, PFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, The Business Station, good morning, I'm Richard Bradbury and welcome to a special four-part series here on Tech Talk where we're decoding digitalization with Maxis Business. Uh, In the second episode of this series, we're covering the importance of connectivity in shaping the future of logistics and manufacturing. I've been speaking with uh, Selva Kumar Rajasekharan, he is the Head of Enterprise Products and Kevin Lee, Head of SMB and Mid-Market Segment at Maxis Business, on the pivotal role of connectivity and key initiatives uh, decoding the future of smart manufacturing. and. logistics we had a good chat so far but obviously we do have a bunch more to get through in the second part of of this episode Um, I guess then how would you say Maxus business plays a role in addressing the industry's needs in digitalization? That's the kind of top line question. Can you share some kind of cases or examples on how logistics businesses have benefited from digitalization? Yes, definitely. I, I think I can share a couple. I think, in
0: short, when we look at the digitalization journey for the market, for the SME, it's all about digitalizing all their data, the processes yeah. to make their operational efficiency a lot more higher. At the same time, it's also digitalization externally. How do they help to reach out to new customers, new market through the digital platform? So take logistic example. Logistic is a very, very labor intensive industry. And if you look at the Malaysia, whether you're upstream or downstream, uh, It is a market which is growing, but it's also a market which is very, very competitive. So, I'll give an example one of the logistics companies we work with is a pretty large new logistic entrance into the Malaysian market that uh, they are in the downstream, the courier services. In order to compete, especially the last few years, to grab the, the growing business, you're going to be very efficient, you're going to grow very fast, you're going to expand your branches yeah. without a lot of IT burden of setting up a network and this and that. So, just um, a very clear example of this company where we work with, they started with cloud in mind. They started to migrate all the processes and everything into the cloud uh, and we we help them to do carry out the cloud migrations and when that was done they were able to expand their branch network nationwide in a extremely fast speeds so i think this is how example of how digitalization actually helped a logistic company to really capitalize the market the growing market
1: volume aha uh-huh. now um what about the manufacturing industry then? You know, what are the challenges faced, and, and how is it Max's business involved in supporting manufacturers' digitalization journey? I mean, we've spoken about logistics, but manufacturing, how different are they?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, see, the the complexities are very different, but there are certain commonalities there, right? You take a manufacturing industry uh, or a manufacturing business, which is probably having a, a centralized location where they're doing all the manufacturing stuff. They've got their machinery and capabilities and yeah. so on. They've got the people who are coming in and automation uh, that possibly can be unlocked we've actually gone through the journey with some of them is how do we first of all ensure and enable you know robust connectivity in those places because you can actually take automation in the manufacturing to deliver the next wave of capability in terms of manufacturing automation right whether it is autonomous mobile robots or you know even cobots in, in in certain cases use of simple things like surveillance using AI or uh, you know cloud technology is all very much possible but you require to have a, a you know integrated ecosystem to say, how does my cloud, IoT, sensors and other things sort of come together and work very well with the connectivity, right? So those are the opportunities and those are the use cases that we've really been able to either demonstrate
0: and execute in certain cases, uh, you know, with our customers actually. If you give an example, one of a uh, clear example in manufacturing when earlier I did say that uh, there are some manufacturing in Malaysia, they're mm. starting kind of late. Yeah. So uh, you're not surprised to see some of manufacturing. When you talk about, teaching digitalization is about first digitalization all your asset all your data when you have the, all the digital data then this how you can think about how do you make your processing a lot more efficient how do you use data to make some decisions you can be a lot more efficient so uh, one of the clear thing we have seen last couple of years is we start to see a lot of the manufacturing they try to digitalize their assets that's mm. where they're looking at how they use IOT to take all my assets my warehouse my vehicles uh, all my branches how do I start to now digitalize all our data from a manual data into digital data I think that's always a first step that we yeah. see uh, manufacturing industry started to build mm. then to beyond where they will, when you start to have all data in the system in the cloud then you can start to now look at how do I use those data to make sense of improving certain processes, use the data to predict certain uh, new Demands mm. or certain new trend then mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. grow my manufacturing. Yeah, yeah.
2: and you know um, to sort of build on it, right? And uh, there's there's many simple components in a in a manufacturing location that can actually cause a catastrophic uh, impact for them, right? Imagine your entire don't mess around. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> catastrophic right. is a word, because, right? Yeah. No, I mean it can actually really bring down their entire for business, sure. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at what happened during the COVID period when there is sudden demand for new uh, or higher throughput. you're not going to be able to get machinery overnight and set it up. So it's very important for machines to be working well, maintenance to be done properly. So you are able to predict some of these, right? Mm. And the points that Kevin mentioned are absolutely something that related to our customers saying, how do I know that, you know, I need to do let's say a simple thing like a maintenance on a particular day after so many hours of running and so on right it sounds very obvious that you and me can do it but imagine doing this for hundreds of uh, you know machineries and maybe thousands of parts that need yeah. to be replaced and so on it can actually bring the entire manufacturing cycle to a grinding halt so many businesses uh, you know in Malaysia have started uh, uh, taking on the digitization journey of moving from an offline manual process where somebody remembers it or looks at a big four thick folder and uh, do it but actually translate it digitize it to know now know that they've got a dashboard that tells them you know when is something due for uh, a maintenance or a <laughs> predictive maintenance something that tells them hey you're running b- above capacity or running to the end of uh, you know uh, life of that particular component and you go and do a proactive or a predictive replacement and so on those yeah. are things that definitely yeah. take, take example yeah. with
0: all manufacturing are all complaining about you know, increase of cost is the cost increased 10%, 20%. So look at the production line because you is not surprised to go into any factory to see that sometimes certain production line is down for maintenance. If they are able to do some predictive Mm. sensing Mm -hmm. that when the, the maintenance of the machine should take place by cutting down 15% 15% or 20% of the production time, mm.
1: indirectly means increased increases 15 to 20 percent of productivity. Yeah. And it means it's no longer a, a kind of knee-jerk reaction. It yes. becomes something that's and predictive you know, and you yeah. know ahead of time that you need to get things organized. Okay, I, I need to move on though. Are there any other, I guess, important factors that um, both logistics and manufacturing industry need to kind of look out for to, and realize in this digitalization journey? They have things, in, like you mentioned, Selma, there, there are some common elements to this, but are there things in particular that cross borders with both of them that they need to look out for, would you say?
2: See, they are intersecting in many ways, right? If you look at it, a manufacturing definitely has got a logistic or a supply chain value right. yeah. value chain that exists. And likewise, if you're a manufacturing business, you could be the B2B or b 2 b to You've got a distribution line that you need to work with. So adopting certain common capabilities, tools, cloud functionality, Readiness makes them seamless in terms of saying, you know, hey, I'm ready to be plugged into your value chain. And, you know, it sort of becomes easy to handle, exchange data real time as well as in a secure manner mm, without mm. compromising. So, actually, digitizing with the use of cloud is a pretty common architecture that comes across both for manufacturing and uh, in a logistic mm-hmm. industry. But I would say one of the other components that sort of ties it together uh, and is common between both of them would be cybersecurity. And and how, how they can actually protect their assets and uh, data.
1: Okay. I've got one final question before I let you go. Uh, and, and it's about the the innovations that people are interested in what Maxis business are doing to further propel this efficiency of, of logistics and manufacturing operations. What can they expect? Okay. Um, if I'm going to put Maxis business in the,
0: into the position... I'm putting first, you on the spot here, Put you? me on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> first, I'll say we are not the industry expert in manufacturing or logistic but we as an organization we understand that every business moving into digitalization you go through the whole process of uh, setting up a very reliable network connectivity. you connect all your business to digital get into the cloud and manage a network to make sure that it's reliable and secure so the role we play which we thing we play and we will play very well It's where we started we are connectivity companies Uh, we are the most integrated telco provider that we have different type of technology from mobile to wire to even satellite network connectivity that we can offer to business to have a reliable and secure network for them to start the digitalization if they want to go to the cloud we also work with various cloud providers that we are agnostic, we are brand agnostic. We are able to also provide the platform. So business, manufacturing, logistics. they can focus on their application and in the industry to run their business while let us come in and help them to take care of their network. Server, please. Yeah. Okay. So there are a lot of innovations that are happening
2: in the industry, right? And it's cutting edge technologies, uh, whether it is cloud, 5G, edge computing, artificial intelligence, real-time data. So there are many of these things that are there, right? And we are actually working with the industry partners, whether it is local or global, to bring them here to not just only offer it, but we are testing it, adopting it ourselves before we can actually take it to our customers. So you see these things shaping the lives of the businesses, the people in there, as well as the industries. And and where it all ties together is, you know, our strategic focus is how does Maxis, you know, continue to be a leading integrated connectivity provider. And we are actually in the business of, you know, connecting people, you know, uh, uh, places and assets and everything together and generating data and helping people. Right. And in this journey, you know, we are looking at how do we be the right partner to our customers? There are many of them out there. I mean, if you definitely go and look at it, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, either boutique or solution or bespoke providers who are out there. They could be the biggest and the widest and the largest. But Maxis' focus is about how do we be the right partner for our customers and, and, you know, for all businesses in Malaysia. Our pursuit is more to be the partner and the leading integrated uh, connectivity provider in the country.
1: Perfect. Okay. Now, I've been speaking with uh, Selva Kumar, Rajasekaran, the head of enterprise products, and Kevin, the head of SMB and mid-market segment at Maxis Business on the pivotal role of connectivity and key initiatives, decoding the future of smart manufacturing and seamless logistics. This, of course, is the second episode of a four-part series where we're decoding digitalization with Maxis Business. Uh, I just want to go ahead and thank you, Selva, and thank you, Kevin, for joining us here on today's show. Thank you, Richard. Thank you so much.